You're listening to Storm and Sky, and I'm your hostess, Des. Hi, everyone. I come to you in a season of grief, and I felt compelled to document it or talk about it in some way because this topic, death and grief, is often taboo and it's really hard to talk about, most especially children. In the last week, our family has experienced two unexpected and tragic losses, one of them being our family dog, Biggie. Biggie entered our lives, I'd say maybe about four years ago, and there are times that he would spend time at our house when the kids were with us, or if our co-parents were traveling, we would hang out with Biggie. And... A little bit over, I'd say a week and a half ago, I got a call from my co-parent letting me know that Biggie had died. And in a really tragic way, someone was speeding through the neighborhood and hit him. And he died almost instantly. And this was well into the evening and so... Uh, she and I made the decision that it would be best for the kids, all of us actually, to head to their house so that we could say our goodbyes to Biggie. And I really appreciate that she and I were both on the same page in regards to that. You know, our kids are 9 and 11, and so we basically trusted ourselves and we trusted our kids to kind of work through this grief uh, both individually and and together as a family and so we head over there and I cannot describe what it feels like to witness your children just so gutted I mean their their sobs oh they were just beyond um And so, the days following, we ended up, sorry, memorializing him by burying uh, him in the front lawn, and my co-parents are planning to put a bench there so that uh, we could just sit there and reflect and talk to him when we want to. And so, when the kids and I went over, um, they both knelt at his space and my son came to me and said, I talked to Biggie, I really hope that he heard me. And when I talk about grief with my kiddos, I realize that it comes from a place of wanting to do things differently and basically to break patterns of trauma. And I think that adulthood and parenthood are huge exercises basically to come face to face with the generational trauma that many of us, all of us have experienced um, during our lives. And when I think back about my childhood, and I, I did this reflecting with my kids actually because I they're old enough, um, my family didn't talk about grief in the way that I, that we have chosen to talk about grief and death. It, it was fear-based and rightfully so. My parents, my grandparents, my caregivers were not equipped with the information that many of us parents and adults are equipped with now there is a big value 
um, a spotlight shown on social emotional learning and social emotional health and they didn't have that back then so it it makes sense to me as to why my parents made the decisions they did for example my the way that my mom d- wanted to keep me safe uh, most especially with the hair dryer i wanted so much to be like her and so i'd watch her blow dry her hair and the way that she kept me from doing unsafe things like using the hair dryer and potentially dropping it in water and electrocuting myself was she used fear and basically said if you use the hair dryer someone is going to bury you in the concrete which thinking about it now is just like wow that makes no sense but at the time my parents didn't have a lot they didn't have the resources or the information to talk about uh death and being safe um in the way that we do now and so a few days pass and i'm noticing that me my partner and our kids we have absolutely short wicks with each other we're yelling a little bit more than we typically do and uh we just don't have the patience and so i took a moment to pause and and chat with our kiddos and i told them you know this is actually one of the ways that grief shows up and one of their first questions was well what is grief and grief essentially is sort of the experience the full experience of um having lost something or someone and so i told them that grief shows up in weird ways and grief is not something that goes away overnight it will creep up on you when you least expect it and that it shows up as fatigue you know being really tired uh short tempers for sure and sometimes in like unexplained anger and so when i start to see those things over time i have the ability to say i wonder if this is the grief talking and The other point I wanted to make too is that uh early on the way that I talked about death with children is is I basically would say their body stopped working. You know, imagine what happens to an animal or human when their heart and their brain stop working. When I was growing up, I was told that people were sleeping. And so that meant I am not going to sleep because I don't want to be like that person. And so that is why I have been taught and why I have chosen to to talk about yes their body stopped working and typically the question was then well when is your body going to stop working and I typically keep it light and I say you know I'm doing everything that I can um to be here on this earth for as long as I can so that's why it's important for me to sleep when I do to drink water to eat the things that I do etc etc and that's sort of how i keep it age appropriate and of course as the kids get older then you share a little bit more of the reality but for now that's that's where i'm keeping it and the other important part is memorializing biggie and they got to choose things of his uh to to hold on to and so uh they both chose the bow tie that Biggie is infamous for wearing and also his leash. And uh I wish I could show you but his leash is actually wrapped around our tree in the way um 
a garland would be. And um, I believe my daughter holds his bow tie in her purse. Uh, her purse she takes just about everywhere. And so she might, you know, go into her purse a little bit. Um, just remember that it's in there. Or if she's feeling nervous, um, she'll, she'll um, look at his bow tie. And the other part is normalizing talking about him, talking about those that we have lost. And so one of the things that happened recently was my daughter misplaced temporarily his bow tie, Biggie's bow tie, and my son got so pissed. He was pissed. He was yelling, this is why I didn't want you to have the bow tie. You asked me for it and I gave it to you and you just lost it. And, um, and later, much later, I said, you know, uh, forgetfulness is actually, um, that is the thing about grief. That's sometimes how it shows up is forgetfulness. He's upset and, and they eventually find it. Uh, but one thing that he said that really stood out was, I just don't want to forget about him. And so then we had a conversation about how, yes, it's really nice to have and to hold on to these things to help us remember those that we love. For example, I have some pieces of jewelry from my maternal grandfather, sorry, maternal grandmother. And I have this San Francisco fleece somewhere around here that she wore. It was her thing. And I have it and I wear it when I want to feel really cozy. And, 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 and we don't have to have those things to remember who they are. We can tell stories. We can uh, rely on photos. We can rely on the memories that will not ever go away. No one can take those from us. And so again, having that conversation about, you know, normalizing, talking about um, those that we have lost. And we don't need these inanimate things to one, have those conversations and two, to remember them. Last thing, I've never had a pet before, and Biggie didn't spend even 50% of his time here. But what's interesting is that the pain and the grief are the same. And when I learned more about what pets want and who they're looking for when they are about to die, oh, it crushed me. And it made me realize that we are their whole worlds. We, are, as humans, are consumed with bills and work, uh, other people, but our pets are not. We are their whole world. That's, we, we are the ones they look for when they are in that moment. And so I'm thankful that he was not alone when he took his final breath. And um, I... I'm very surprised by the, by the depth of the grief um, because, again, I've never had a pet before. And I think part of it is just the circumstances, the tragic circumstances of having lost him um, unexpectedly. But, yeah, we don't deserve them uh, because they worship us and they bring just so much joy and so much love. They add so much to our lives. So, yeah, it's a season of grief, and it's a season it will pass.
I wish you all a really lovely holiday season in whatever way you celebrate, if you don't celebrate, whomever you decide to share your time with during this time. And I hope to catch you in the new year. Talk to you soon.